What is going on everyone? Welcome to the Weekly Comic Roundup here from The Drop News, where we talk about and discuss some of the week's latest releases in the world of comics. Joining me again today, as always, is my good friend, Andrew Lilly. How are you doing, man? I'm great. Let's talk some comics. Yeah, let's. I'm really excited about um, all the books. Honestly, I, I rather enjoyed all the books that I picked up today. But anyways, I want to start out with Aquaman. I really want to hear like what you thought about this issue, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. Number 25. We had, um, I don't know his first name, but Sejic? Sejic, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his last name either. I apologize. But anyway, he's taking over art on Aquaman. And so what's kind of going on in this issue? And what did you think of it? And also, did you want to just... I was thinking about this like before the show, kind of. Do we want to just do like spoilers for... Like spoiler warning for all the books? Like we won't dive into everything that happens. But I mean, we might... We're probably going to touch on some stuff, honestly. So... A little uh, bit of a spoiler warning, I guess. Yeah, I would say spoiler warning for sure. But, yeah, anyways. So, what do you think of Aquaman 25, the extra-sized uh, anniversary issue? I really enjoyed it. Um, it felt very fresh to <clears> me. Um, really new direction, um, and it's pretty clear. Uh, new art, which is the best art Aquaman's probably ever had. Um, and it fits so well with the book. Um, and even just the storytelling seemed just better than it has been in the past. And, you know, Aquaman, it's been a good book so far, but I've always kind of felt like it's, it's sort of retreading, um, some of the, uh, New 52 Aquaman a bit. Um, and it's really cool to see Aquaman in such a different place. Uh, he's not the monarch anymore. Um, he's essentially, uh, Abnett's kind of been writing him as like a vigilante now, and he's like a ghost story of the Atlanteans who are stuck in like, like the ghetto, I think it's called like the, the Ninth Tribe, Tried, sorry. Yeah, of, I think it's the uh, Ninth Tried, it's just like tried. the low, literally the lowest, uh, financially and like lowest in Atlantis. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of Hunger Games a little bit. With like Honestly, the, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and, um. So yeah, that, it's the ninth tribe, and he's kind of down there, and they're, um, and he's just trying to hide away from uh, Coram Rath's, uh, his like fascist regime, and they're uh, they're trying to restore Atlantis after the attacks with Atlant or uh, with America, um, and so he, you know, no one recognizes him because he's got like the long hair, the beard, and everything, and he's going by Oren. Uh, you know, so people don't <laughs> figure him out. Um, and then he finds, uh, and th- this issue introduces us to Dolphin, um, who was back during the Peter David era. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, the only issues I had with the book was, uh, it was a little bit wordy, um, and it kind of got a little on my nerves. It, it was, just that it spent so much time with like the council like Corum Rath and the council instead of like Volko and his little underground movement and or even Aquaman um I don't know I just felt like it dragged down a little bit um and just the one thing I'm hoping they don't do is another love triangle between Aquaman riot. Mera and dolphin i'm just i'm just thinking because that last page i'm like oh good lord please don't I know, tell me the way the last page looks like what what are you in the word no come on don't do yeah. that 
<laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's just a tease, just to be like, whoa, what's going on here? Because it's not new. It's just it's love triangles are such an easy and cheap way of you know generating shock, uh, and it's I'm just so sick of it in Aquaman stories because it's like it's been done to death. It's like the third story they go after after uh, Aquaman being removed from the throne or surface tensions. Than this love triangle. Oh so, it's just so funny that like you just boom, boom, boom. Three Aquaman stories have been done well, eighty thousand like, times. It's just like a circle for these Aquaman stories. It's like, can we please have something new? And but uh, and besides that, it was really great. A really great read, and it's probably the most I've like been excited for an Aquaman story. Uh, probably since this uh, Rebirth series began, it just felt so fresh to me. Um, so yeah, just favorite issue of the week, for sure. It was just really strong, really strong issue. What about you? Yeah, I loved it, honestly. I mean, I think like I've been flipping through it, and the first thing that you have to mention is the art, because mm-hmm. it's, I think, like you said, probably the best art that Aquaman has had in a long time if not ever on it like it's fantastic and like you said it fits the book so well like the just the shots of atlantis and the Mm -hmm. way like the character designs for everyone i think it looks phenomenal but uh, i really actually i like wrath's uh like look Mm -hmm. like that was one of the first things that stood out to me because i didn't really like the way that he looked before in the previous books so that was really nice and then like you said too even the storytelling i really enjoyed most of it like it was a little bit wordy but i kind of enjoyed like what was going on and and mm-hmm. being said with the council and kind of seeing like how he was acting and just you get a real feel for his character and just how he is mm-hmm. but then also uh i definitely do want to see and spend more time with volko like you said and mara and then even aquaman and so like we only got a little bit of him in this book which was kind of a letdown but I mean, hopefully, and it looks like next issue we'll be getting a lot more. And then I don't even know anything about Dolphin prior to this. This is the first time I like whenever the solicits came out. I remember seeing people talk about it, and so like I kind of saw a little bit, but besides that, I know nothing. So I'm pretty interested to see like where this goes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. not a love triangle, like you said, because please don't yeah. do that. Let's <laughs> hope not. But Just, um, mm-hmm. I think that besides that, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was a great read. I think I just the interesting thing is that it's exploring more of Atlantis. And I know a lot of Aquaman fans are kind of like, oh, Atlantis is so boring and we just want to That's see superheroics. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it can be if all you focus on is like the politics of Atlantis, but we're seeing new like areas of Atlantis, like the Ninth Tribe, and they were explaining how you know, like, the districts of Atlantis were essentially, like, just clinging to each other, like, coral, because yeah. of, like, that, uh, the trench, and so we're seeing just, like, and it helps having just such beautiful art to really illustrate, the, um, just the environment, and also, I'm just so happy they're bringing back magic in the Aquaman yes. book. There's and so much magic, it's fantastic. It's, it's just like a fantasy series. I mean, like, this is what I wish DCU Aquaman had been like. Um, and essentially, because that's what Corrin Rath is doing. He's, he's rounding up all these, like, trinkets and Atlantean heirlooms 
um, to essentially stockpile them and uh, use them for his own gain. And you know, the sister, the sisters of the widowhood, they're telling him, "Oh, you know, these these Atlantean relics and stuff. They're you know, they were forbidden, and you know, they just have these you know powers that we don't know we can control and stuff like that. That's so cool to me." Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see that expanded upon. Um, just because, I don't know, Aquaman, to me, has always been sort of like a good fantasy story. And, uh, and Abnett's run has been really sci-fi, I should say. Um, yeah, I definitely like agree with what you said, too. It's a great way to do a new Aquaman story that feels fresh. And it feels like how an Aquaman story should like we're seeing, like you said, a new side of Atlantis, which is really great. Like, or more of it, which yeah. I mean, I think that we need to see and should see. And then all the magic being introduced is fantastic. It just feels like, like you said, I mean, a fresh book, and it's nice to see it. Yeah, exactly. And we're seeing new characters, and we're seeing like crime barons and stuff uh, from like the underworld and stuff. So it kind of has this like almost Star Wars feel to it. Um, like when you think of like the uh, the underground or the underworld of like uh, Coruscant or something, that's like the first thing I thought of when they were talking about uh, that Baron uh, Crush. Yeah. Um, I was he thinking, almost looked oh, like Jabba the Hutt. Kind of, yep, yeah. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> so that I thought that was really cool. And so yeah, there's just so much potential with this arc. Um, I I really hope that they can kind of expand upon this. Um, it looks like it's only a what like a four issue four issue arc um i'm not sure honestly i mean yeah i think it ends in september is the last issue of this arc so uh we'll see what happens um but uh i'm definitely intrigued to see what's gonna what's what's happening as long as there's no love triangle i'm good one requirement no love triangle but <laughs> exactly um uh, hopping over to marvel for uh, a Star Wars book from them actually I picked up Darth Maul number 3 and 4 this week because I missed out on the previous issue but anyways um, it again spoiler warning for this series kind of uh, it's following Darth Maul as he's hunting down without uh, Sidious's approval his you know master because this takes place before the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. and so he's hunting down a Padawan who is being auctioned off and trying to kill her because you know he's got all this anger toward and hatred towards the Jedi and Sidious isn't letting him do anything so you know he's got to go on a mission and find something but um I've enjoyed it so far I thought the first two issues were solid and then this one kind of just amps up more and turns into more of what I um wanted from this book which is nice uh, I think the one complaint that I have is a lack of lightsaber like fights and stuff because I mean you know that's just one of the things you think and looks really cool in a Star Wars comic you mm-hmm. know seeing all of that but um, there is more of it now, and it looks like there's about to be a lot more of it in the books to come. So really excited for that. And then um, it's nice seeing more of Darth Maul, like his character and kind of where he's at and how he thinks. Because, you know, you don't I don't even remember you get like two, maybe three lines from him in The Phantom Menace. <laughs> and I mean, we, we've seen him in The Clone Wars, which is nice, but it's cool seeing him, you know, before that, like before he falls to Obi-Wan and kind of um, just his uh, game plan and kind of where he is because he did have his own plans, you know, prior to that. So it's cool seeing yeah. that uh, kind of unfold and start to unfold. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, overall, I think uh, other than that, I don't really have compl- any complaints about the book. It's a it's a pretty solid read. I mean, if you're a Darth Maul fan or a Star Wars fan, 
uh, it's a pretty solid pickup. But yeah, is uh, Luke Ross still on art for that book? Yes. Okay, yeah, because I remember when I read like the first two issues, it was just so good. I loved oh, yeah. the art. I the art in the most recent issue, especially just the coloring, and then the, the I mean the all, art all around is really fantastic. Honestly, huh? That's awesome. But uh, I think that we'll stick with Marvel for the next book. Um, Doctor Strange number 22, right? Yep. I got it right. I remembered from you the did. picture. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so Doctor Strange number 22, uh, what's kind of going on in that one? How is that? I'm actually really curious because I think I want to add this series, I think, to my pull list. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I just tried it out because it's the, the last issue was the first issue of the new creative team of Dennis Hopeless. And what's his name? Oh, Henriksen, I think. Something Henriksen. Um, I, I'm probably wrong. But anyway, um, and it's really good. It felt um, it felt like a really good natural uh, progression of Jason Aaron's run where, uh, you know, magic is kind of, it's, it's failing. So he's not really the Sorcerer Supreme that you that you've come to know, I guess. He's not, you know, whipping spells every now because it's so rare. Um, and so in this issue, he's teamed up with um, Spider-Woman, um, Ben Urich, and Wilson Fisk. Um, and they are all stuck in the Dark Force dimension in Manhattan. Uh, and so they're following Wilson Fisk um, pretty reluctantly because they all know he's a, he's a villain. Um, and he's telling them that, you know, he knows how to get these powerful, this powerful magic uh, to protect themselves from the forces of, um, th- of the, the Dark Force dimension and to um, kind, of, kind of overthrow Baron Mordo, who is kind of overseeing all of it. And he's, kind of, he's working for Hydra. Um, it's been a really good book. Um, and I was a little skeptical because uh, I'm I'm not a fan of his of Hopeless's um, Spider Woman series. So when I heard he was uh, going to be writing her again, I was kind of upset and a little skeptical. But um, he's written her really well, uh, and Ben Urich, and so I'm really excited about that. I'm really satisfied with that. Um, the artwork is just gorgeous. Um, just fits a Doctor Strange book so well. Um, yeah, I have nothing but high praise for this book. It's been a really great series so far. It's on, I mean, it's only been two issues, but um, I, I would definitely recommend it. You've convinced me again, Andrew. The All last right. time we recorded about looks like I'm adding, <laughs> an, adding another book to my pull list. I yeah. did add Daredevil, by the way. Just haven't gotten around to oh, reading it. Good. So it, it's it's been added, but um. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I just, mean that sounds it's like just a great it's, read. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's just such a different team up book right now. I'm I'm not sure if it's gonna last after Secret Empire. It might just go back to Doctor Strange, but right now, at least we can enjoy this really weird team up of Doctor Strange, Spider Woman, and Wilson Fisk. It's yeah, it's really awesome and just different. Like I never thought that you would see that. You know, yeah. like that's not wouldn't see that coming. So it's cool. But um, and I think we'll hop back over to DC for now. I'm sure. Segways are weird. I always feel so awkward like whenever I'm doing them. It's just <laughs> no natural way to do that. But anyways, 
on to DC for, um, I think that this was honestly my favorite read of the week. You can probably guess what it is then. Um, I wonder what. Batman number 25 <laughs> came out this week, which was the first part in The War of Jokes and Riddles, which uh, is takes place after, or right after Zero Year. Mm-hmm. Right after, it's like a year after Zero Year, I think. But, yeah, um, really early in his career. Yeah, so we're getting to see Tom King write Batman then. But anyways, uh, again, spoilers for the book, because this one I just kind of, I have to go flat out with spoilers, just because there's... I. Also, spoiler warning, I really loved this issue, so <laughs> lots <laughs> lots of praise for it. But um, it starts out, and Bruce is narrating uh, the issue as we see what Joker and the Riddler are doing a year after um, Zero Years like concluded. And so I just have to say off the bat, too, the intro for Joker mixed with uh, Mikkel, Mikkel, or Michael, I don't know how it's pronounced, but Janin, his art, mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. It was terrifying i thought and just such a great like introduction to see like king's joker which i thought that he also for as much dialogue as he had and just how he was positioned and the just what he did too and how he did it throughout the book like i thought it was extremely like I, it was awesome but um anyway so we get him and joker's just having comedians perform for him and then killing them whenever he's not laughing because we learned throughout the issue that Joker's problem right now is he can't laugh and he needs Batman or to kill Batman in order to laugh. And then we also see the Riddler who has been locked up in custody and he uh, didn't really want, he was fine just like sitting in prison, but then he saw Joker's pattern that he was leaving for Batman and now wants to break out and team up with Joker basically and they are out to kill Batman. So total spoilers for the whole issue sorry spoiler warning but um yeah i just i really enjoyed all of it the, seeing everyone i think um back then too was cool because we got we even got to see a little bit of gordon not too much but i mean i think that he'll have a much larger role obviously in this and then just mm-hmm. seeing uh, like joker in that scene whenever he walks up at the explosion at the factory and just how he just walks up and he's just killing people he's telling jokes as he kills people to see if he'll laugh and then he doesn't and just is sad and walks away and it's just i mm-hmm. think it's absolutely it's crazy and then also seeing the riddler how ruthless he can be too in the police station and then just i'm gonna stop gushing about it for now because i can go on for a <laughs> while but anyways what did you think of uh, the book i really enjoyed it um gorgeous artwork um i'm glad to see Janin back um and yeah i agree with you it's so weird seeing joker like that um but it's cool um i don't know if it's happened in you know uh previous batman stories it it probably has but you know me i'm not a i'm not as knowledgeable as batman as you are honestly Um, a couple of the pages and panels and the way joker's like position and just the way he acts reminds me of one page i haven't read the full comic mm -hmm. i don't even remember what one it's from but the one where joker shoots um Barbara Gordon, I believe, but uh, his wife, uh, and leaves her in mm-hmm. the like orphanage with a bunch of babies, I think, like crawling over her. So, hmm. but Joker just like stands there. It, he just looks familiar. And he's got like his hair down. But anyways, random yeah. tidbit. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it looks like it's gonna be like an epic story. Like it looks like villain, like every villain Batman's run across is gonna be in the story. Um. And it's just this war of 
just like the the title of jokes and riddles um so yeah i'm really excited for this story uh king's batman has really really gotten better for me um much to pretty much to the point where i say it's probably in my top five um rebirth series right now so um i mean i loved i loved rooftops i loved uh, i am bane um I think this one's going to do it. I think this has potential to be a really good uh, Batman story. So, um, I don't know, man. You kind of hit all the good points. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just... It's the the two-page layouts, knock-knocking who's there with Riddler mm-hmm. and Joker. The, oh, man, when I turned the page onto those, wow, that was yeah. incredible. Yeah, but, yeah, the art that... And then, like you mentioned, it's the full-page spread we got of all the different villains... Like, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it just looks like you said going to be ep- like an ec- an epic story, pronunciation. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, uh, anything else to add on that one? I will say there's one thing that bothered me. I don't know if it showed up in any other uh, of the extra sized issues today, but I'm I'm kind of ticked that they added a f- like five page Aquaman preview at the end. Um, because it just kind of it's it's a preview that's you know circulating online and it i felt like they could have used you know those four or five pages to you know tell some more story um especially if i'm paying more for it um because i mean i didn't read any of the other ones that were oversized except for aquaman and aquaman used all the pages so i don't know i think that that kind of bothered me a little bit um, it didn't affect my, you know, enjoyment of the story at all, but, um, it, it did irk me a little bit that we kind of got cheated out of four pages. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even, I didn't really notice at first, but was, it uh, is a small thing. I mean, it's not, yeah, that's nothing true. that kills it for me, but it did kind of make me feel a little, a little bit like I got cheated out of, you know, a buck. Four. I mean, we got we did get four extra pages, I think, because I saw like Tom. Someone asked Tom King the same thing, and he like did the math on it. But we didn't. I get guess the... I was just spoiled by Aquaman when they <laughs> used all thirty pages or whatever. Yeah, so. that's true. But oh well. Anyways, still a fantastic book. I thought. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so hopping back over to Marvel. For all new Guardians of the Galaxy, num- I don't know what number this is, honestly. Three? Um, I can't yeah. remember. I think it's three. I feel like it's three. That's my guess. Okay. This is number four. I was wrong. Uh, can you tell who the artist is? I totally forgot. Is that... Uh, um, Cooter, I think? Oh, that's Cooter. Okay, that's what I thought it was, but... Yeah, Okay. Sorry about that. I totally just blanked on that. I'm good. Ended up looking it up. I was one off. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy, number four. Um, uh, it was another great issue. Um, last issue was the Gamora so, um, solo issue. Yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah, number four, of course. Um, yeah, and so basically they were trying to essentially you know steal from the collector 
They're trying to double cross the Collector and it seems the Grandmaster, who are both elders of the universe and both are collectors. So, um, essentially, they're, uh, they get captured by the Collector and Rocket tries to escape by just shooting him in the head. And, of course, that doesn't work too well for them and they try this mass escape on the Collector. And instead, Gamora kind of bargains with them. Um, tells him that she knows how to kill him. Um, she had been, you know, she's a, a creation. Essentially, she's been created by Thanos to be a killer. So um, they kind of bargain, and what she's seeking is an Infinity Stone, the Soul, the Soul Gem, right? Soul Stone. I think that's one of them. I think um, yeah, that should be. Yeah, because uh, part of her soul is locked in it um, from when she was killed and resurrected by Adam Warlock. Um, so that's kind of what she's hunting after. So, um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a really interesting issue, and I'm really I'm really liking this run so far. Um, it's very uh, MCU inspired, very MCU inspired. So um, if that's kind of not your thing, you probably yeah, I saw Baby it. Groot on there. I was a little disappointed yep. by that. Yeah, yeah, he's got his own story going on. Um, but I agree, uh, Baby Groot's kind of it's a little annoying now. Um, uh, Drax has a kind of he has an interesting story. He's, uh, he's kind of taken to pacifism, so he's not the destroyer anymore. Um, of course, we talked about Gamora a bit. And her story of trying to retrieve the soul stone, um, or gem, I don't know what you call it, so gem, soul stone, soul gem, whatever. I think that they were stone, like, they're stones, they were stones in the comics, I believe, and, okay. and gems in the movies, maybe? Okay, uh, yeah. And, or one or the other, like, vice versa, something like that, because I know they're different from each other, but I think, like, either would work. Well, whichever one's an infinity, okay, they're stones, because it's the infinity stones. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um... But yeah, it's been really interesting. It's been a really great Guardians of the Galaxy series. Probably the best I've read since the Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning run. Um, it just feels, even though it's more uh, MCU inspired, it just it feels like we know the characters more, um, more than we got with like Bendis, you know, for the past couple of years. Um, artwork by Cooter is really good, and I'm not much of a cooter fam so um that's kind of high praise if i like it <laughs> so um yeah it's a really fun cosmic story so if anyone's will you know e eager to try um a guardians of the galaxy book or a cosmic book or just looking for a new series to try um i would recommend it um, i might pick up an issue and see how it is i would i mean i'm not crazy about like really light-hearted books and stuff but this book had me laughing in some parts so and i mean that's good then yeah if it, if it can actually make you laugh then it's okay it's yeah acceptable so, and you know i have no problem with having a little fun with my comics once in a while um i didn't expect it uh actually i, I sort of did expect it with guardians of the galaxy but i didn't expect to actually laugh reading the book so it's a thumbs good up, writing i think but um I think that we will stick with Marvel for the next book. Uh, so I picked up Darth Vader number two. Uh, I actually read the first one this week as well. But um, 
I anyways, I'm just gonna do the spoiler warning at the beginning for, Go for it. just in case anyone forgot. But yeah, spoiler warning. I'm not I don't wanna get too much into it, but um so this takes place um immediately after Revenge of the Sith ends is whenever the first book picks up. And so this one is continuing on that, and Vader's mission right now is to find a lightsaber to be able a Jedi a Jedi's lightsaber to be able to turn the Kyber crystal red for his own Sith blade. And so it's really cool seeing um, the origin kind of of the Sith saber and why it has a red blade because they explain that and explore that. And then it's also really cool seeing um, Vader before and seeing everyone react to Vader before you know he's been this huge ominous and like leading figure for a while in the galaxy like no one knows who he is yet and so it's cool whenever people see him they just have no idea and then he's just destroying people and it's also um really interesting seeing the side of anakin you know right after padme's death and all the events of revenge of the sith and kind of accepting and coming into like his reality now and what he has to deal with and just what he's doing and so it's cool seeing all of that and then the art i enjoyed the art overall i i really liked it but a few like minor gripes i don't really like how in some of the panels vader's mask kind of like emotes it it has its own emotions and stuff and that's kind of weird to me because you know his mask is solid and so i don't really like that aspect but i mean other than that it was really really solid art um, I mm-hmm. don't know if I like, I don't think that I like it as much as I don't remember the previous artist on the other Darth Vader book that they had released, which I still haven't finished all the way, but I don't think that I, that it, I like it as much as that one, but it's still, uh, really great. But so overall, I think it's been a really strong start to the series and the next issue looks just to just amp it up even more. And so, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes and I'd recommend it too. If you're a Vader fan, it is a little pricey. The first one was $5 and I I don't think it was worth $5, really. But th- th- mm, this agree. one's 4 now, so, I mean, that's more manageable. But, uh, yeah, definitely, if you have the money to spend and are interested, I think it's worth checking out. All right. But, um, sorry, nice. What were you going to say? I, I mean, I agree with you about the art. Um, when I was first, when I read the first issue, I also agree it was not worth $5. Yeah, no, um, there, there's not, there was not enough content or j- and just not... So it had it, like, oh, go ahead. It just, I, I sighed and like it yeah. was just not worth five dollars. It, it really wasn't, and I agree about the art. It just, I'm a fan of that artist. I can't remember his name, but he um, he was the one who was on Ka- like Kim and Ch- Coley. Yeah, he he was like the one who was on like Amazing Spider-Man for a while. Um, and I like his art, but man, this one is not. I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's that it's not the best in place. I can definitely see him doing a Spider-Man book really well. I can. Oh, s- definitely. I, I can see that now because I I've not seen the art from that, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not the best in places. But I mean, overall, I think I like. It. I just don't like the Vader's face emoting. That's weird yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, when I was reading it, um, like I get he's supposed to be like a new a new Vader. And it's just supposed to be this, you know, he's getting used to his mechanical suit being in the dark side. And he's, I'm assuming he still has those memories of uh, of Anakin Skywalker. So um, it's just really interesting to see just the difference between this Vader and the, and the Vader that we saw with uh, Kieran Gillen's run. 
uh, from what, a year ago or whatever. Uh, but I will say though, I'm not quite sold on his voice yet. You know, I just, yeah, I know what you mean. There's something about it that just doesn't think, scream Vader to me. I think that it got better in the second one. Did it? Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. He he definitely had some lines in the way. I, I think it got a little better. Okay, that's good then. There were a couple moments where I definitely like you see sort of Anakin, but definitely like the pow- the the menace that Vader has. You know, yeah, I thought yeah. it was nice. It was good. But um, hopping over to see, I just can't do segues. <laughs> hopping <laughs> over to I. This is image, right? Uh, which Here one are we doing? Red Sonia. Oh, uh, dynamite. Dynamite. Damn, I knew that. It was even on the picture. Forgot that one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so hopping over to Dynamite for Red Sonia number six. Uh, number six, yeah. Got it right. All but, right. Um, so anyway, how was that one? Um, it was really good. It's uh, it's a really fun book. Um, and it, this is the end of the uh of this first arc, um, where they're trying to, uh, you know, get this evil sorcerer. What's his name? Colin Gath or something. It, it, it's almost similar to Aquaman's uh, villain. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, and so she's teaming up with this police officer and a few other um, scholars, I guess, to send him back in this big monster. And it's just a really fun book. I mean, it's not an amazing story, um, and I'm not really expecting it to be. It's just a you know, fun sword and sorcery book. So, um, and it's got really good art. And, um, yeah, and, and uh, Amy Chu has a little fun with this story. So it's it's a fun, it's funny, but it's also, it's also got some mature themes to it. So I think anyone could really enjoy the series. Um, so, yeah, I, I recommend it. It's a really, like I said, I keep saying it, but it's a really fun book. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds great. And you, I mean, you don't expect every book to be a phenomenal, like, intricately woven and just, I don't know the best way to say it, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just that expect- kind of story. You just, some books are, just need to be a fun and like really entertaining and good to read and like book that you can just sit exactly. down and have a good time with. Like, it's, it's one where I can just like turn my brain off and just enjoy it. It's not like I'm looking for an Eisner nominated series. I'm that's, just, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I'm just, I just want to be entertained. That's it. And I am every issue with this book. That's good. I think that's really great praise. But, um, so hopping over to DC for our last book of the week. Did you, I don't think you picked this one up. All-Star Batman? Nope, I did not. Okay, so it's All-Star Batman, uh, number 11, which is part two of the first ally arc. Which mm-hmm. uh, I'm hopping back on because I didn't. Well, I'm hopping back on with this arc. Kind of, I skipped the last issue of the previous arc, and it just this book. I said it last time, has not brought me in as much as I thought it would. And uh, but, anyways, this one I think uh, has picked it up some. I like the way that this story is set up more than the previous one because the previous one felt more disconnected, I guess, than most tend to feel. And uh, it w- I thought that it was still good, but this one um, is following Bruce on, like, a pirate adventure type story. 
He's um, trying to find this weapon. And then we have Alfred narrating the whole thing because Alfred's past is woven into what's going on in the present and kind of the bad guy. You know, it's that kind of story going on. But um, I thought it was really interesting and really cool seeing uh, Alfred's perspective perspective on a lot of things. And then it's also really um, nice seeing the elements of Alfred's past that he is exploring because it's kind of going through um, how he grew up and then his time in the military and things like that and sort of I assume it'll explore how he ends up exactly you know with the Waynes too and like Snyder's take on that and mm-hmm. so um, I've definitely been enjoying this arc so far uh, I think that where it's uh, leading to can is can definitely be really hit or miss depending on who uh, whoever the villain is like behind the mask and whoever like what role they play you know depending mm-hmm. on how it goes will be very um that can make it not so great but um overall i really enjoyed it the art by um albuquerque albuquerque um is fantastic art honestly um i really think that the the way he draws batman is great and just also fits kind of the tone of this arc specifically kind of what they're going for and so yeah i just thought i thought it was a great uh great book all around that's good to hear it's ending in uh what is it september yeah, it's kind of ending. Snyder was like talking about it, and the like All Star Batman title is ending, but he's moving over to a new format that DC is doing. That's apparently because you know how Metal is starting the like Dark Universe thing that's yeah. spinning off other titles that are more artist focused, and so apparently DC is planning on launching another format that is more like what they're going to be printing on is better for the artists somehow. Snyder said that he couldn't talk about it too much until DC announces anything more. You know, like the interview that I read, but yeah. he's continuing the stories on that kind of, on that format and in that book. So, like the story that he's been working on with Sean Gordon Murphy, for example, like will just be on that book, which is more friendly to artists instead of uh, like the All Star Batman format. But all right, yeah, it's a little tidbit too for anyone who didn't well, know. So it'll be interesting. All Star Batman is ending kind of, but moving to a new home. So yeah. Um, Anyways, I guess now we'll plug our social media. So where can people find you at, Andrew? I'm on Twitter, at AnderWriter. Come on by, talk Aquaman, comics, movies, video games, whatever you want. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter, at APBatman, with two Ts. Basically the same thing as Ander. And then you can also find me on our on the Drop podcast that we do weekly here at the Drop News, where we just talk about all the week's latest news and pop culture and all things like that. And uh, always be sure to tune in next week for the Weekly Comic Roundup. And thank you all for listening.